You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. In today's episode, we'll meet the unexpectedly peripatetic Miss Eva B. Strayer. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Today we're traveling to Huntington, Indiana to meet the photographer named Eva B. Strayer. Now just to give you a little bit of background on her, she was born in 1881 to her mother named Sarah C. Strayer and a father named William H. Strayer. Her parents were therefore Mr. and Mrs. W. H. Strayer, and that's going to become important for us to know later on. But before I get to that part, I want to first jump into the action in 1922, when Eva B. Strayer starts running a studio at 447 North Jefferson Street. Now, the population in Huntington, Indiana around that time was about 14,000 people, and that studio location is a particularly good place because it's kitty corner across from a place called Nick's Kitchen, which is, according to the legend, the place where the breaded pork tenderloin sandwich was invented. Anyway, it's opened in 1908, and it has, by 1922, become a local institution. Eva B. Strayer having a studio kitty corner across from that is actually a pretty good spot. Now, she runs that studio from 1922 till 1941, or maybe a little bit longer. The Huntington, Indiana directories are spotty, unfortunately. They're at 1941 exists, and we can see that she's running her studio there. But by 1946, the next city directory that's available, well, there's no longer an Eva B. Strayer studio there. So we can assume that she somehow closed that studio, and I think that it's plausible that she's actually retired by then. Because you see, she was already in her early 40s when she opened that studio in 1922, and so by 1946, well, she's 65 years old. And actually, her mother had died in 1945, and so I'm wondering if that was the impetus for Eva B. Strayer to close her studio and hit the road with her partner as they travel across country visiting friends and family. Now, just a note about her partner. I mean, her partner in that studio in Huntington, and actually for the last 50 years of her life, is a woman named Nettie Overmeyer. Nettie's occupation is a little bit of a puzzle because she's sometimes listed as being a photographer helping Eva run that studio. But in the census records, and also in most of the city directories, she's got a variety of other jobs, uh, like being a stenographer or a bookkeeper or a sales lady at a furniture company. Now, I suspect that Nettie was actually involved in the business, but in the business side of the studio, not maybe actively taking the photographs. Now, I've seen that time and time again. If you go back to the episode about the Mrs. O'Donnell, for example, those were the two sisters who ran a studio in Beloit, Kansas, and one of them, Anna O'Donnell, always seemed more like the business partner in terms of running the business day in, day out, whereas Margaret O'Donnell, her sister, was the photographer in the family. 
Getting back to Eva and Nettie, during their time in Huntington, they were very popular. They're mentioned in the social notices quite a bit. Not only are they running the studio, they're active in various groups in town as well, including something called the Travelers Club. Now, they each present on topics such as uh, travel to Lima, Peru. It was kind of funny. There is a mention that the two of them are actually going for a weekend to Peru to see an exhibit. And I really thought to myself, what, a weekend to go to Peru? But, of course, there's a Peru, Indiana, and that's where the exhibit was, even though the presentation at that Travelers Club was about visiting the country. They really seem to like to travel. They go on vacations for a week or two at a time. They travel to family reunions. They visit relatives or relatives come and visit them. They're really going back and forth a lot visiting uh, Eva's parents, Mr. and Mrs. W.H. Strayer. But a lot of the notices, of course, revolve around the studio activity. I mean, the studio is really a success. Not only do they offer to take photos of people, places, and things, they're also sponsoring special exhibitions. For example, in 1923, they sponsor a special exhibition bringing to town the works of two photographers from elsewhere in Indiana, Sprague Bishop and Miss Harriet Stover. Now, the type of photographs that those two photographers did were pictorialist-style photos. They're described as pictorial scenes of the Indiana sand dunes that are in the northern part of Indiana. Pictorialism, of course, was the very popular artistic sort of slightly soft focus side of photography there in the late 19th, early 20th century. And it's still popular in 1923 when Eva sponsors this big show. Other notices in the paper about Eva and Nettie say that they're going back and forth to photographers' conventions seemingly every year, either to the ones in Indiana or the ones nationally. They travel together. Um, they travel also with other photographers. Like there's another photographer nearby named Miss Lillian Haney, and they travel with her. And at one point, they travel and then host a visit by Miss Belinda Daniels, who teaches photography at the School for the Deaf in Jacksonville, Illinois. There are also other things in the paper about the Eva B. Strayer studio. There's one particularly poignant one about the death of Miss Strayer's pet dog, which was run over by a car in 1926. Let me just read you the little notice in the paper. It says, A small Scotch collie pup belonging to Miss Eva Strayer and known among the children about the studio and having been photographed with a number of the children was killed Tuesday morning when it was struck by an automobile on West Washington. Miss Strayer praised the dog highly for its intelligence. That's really interesting because it gives a little bit of insight into Eva's character and her style of interacting with the children, and also the fact that she was a real dog lover. She and Nettie, though, were also very conscious of doing their business stuff right. So there are ads in the newspapers. Um, there's one in 1922 when she opens the studio, proclaiming the new studio, Eva B. Strayer, Photographs of Distinction. There are Christmas time specials that they advertise during the years. There are also ads in local yearbooks, like a high school yearbook ad one year that's all in Latin. I'll put that on the website to give you a sample of the different kinds of ads that Eva B. Strayer specialized in. Now, in addition to sort of the standard studio photography, Eva also did other kinds of photography in and around the town. The Huntington Public Library today actually has prints of a photo that Eva took to record the gift of a special nativity scene. 
not only are there sort of the standard postcard style types of prints of the nativity with an embossed stamp of Eva B. Strayer's studio, there's also one fine art print of that on special paper and it's actually signed by Eva B. Strayer. Eva and Nettie retire to North Manchester, Indiana, where Eva was actually from, and they wind up living to a ripe old age. I mean, Eva dies in 1972 at the age of 91, while Nettie, who was a bit younger, lives until 1981. Eva and Nettie are buried together, which reinforces my understanding of them being life partners and not just business partners. Okay, so far so good for the story of Eva B. Strayer from Huntington, Indiana. But as it turns out, Huntington is only part of her story. As I said, Eva was 41 when she started operating the photography studio in Huntington. So the first question that comes to mind is, well, where was she and what was she doing before that? We can see fairly easily from the city directories that immediately before she was in Huntington, she was in South Bend, Indiana, working for another photographer. And for at least a year, she and Nettie actually were sharing a place there in South Bend. But it is a little bit hard to figure out when Eva B. Strayer became a photographer. If we go back to 1900, when she's 19 years old, she's still living with her parents, except that a little bit later that year, when the census is taken in Michigan, there's an Eva B. Strayer living with cousins working in a dry goods store in Michigan. Now, the birth dates are the same for the one who's living with her parents in North Manchester and the one who's living in Michigan, so I think it probably is the same woman who has left home and taken her first job, but in a dry goods store, nothing to do with photography. In terms of photography, though, the first Eva B. Strayer that pops up as a photographer is in 1904 in Harrisonburg, Virginia. That seems like kind of a long ways from Indiana. But the Strayer family is actually very prominent in Harrisonburg, Virginia, so maybe there were some sort of relatives that she had that she went to visit there. Or maybe not. Maybe she became a photographer before that, because by the time she's in Harrisonburg, Virginia, she's actually running a photography studio with another woman, a woman who's only identified as Miss Smith. Specifically, the notices say that the Mrs. Strayer and Smith, that's Mrs. as in M-I-S-S-E-S, The Mrs. Strayer and Smith run the studio in Harrisonburg, Virginia, from 1904 to 1905. There's a social note in the newspaper that says that Miss Ava Strayer, the one of the firm Strayer and Smith, has a friend from Wabash, Indiana, who comes to visit in 1905. And that, to me, is a clue that this is the same Eva B. Strayer that we're tracking from Huntington, Indiana, because Eva B. Strayer was born in Wabash County, Indiana. So I think that there could be a connection there. Well, that's 1905. But then for the next decade, the evidence is a bit spotty. There's a photographer named Eva B. Strayer who is working in Troy, New York, around 1907. There's a photographer named Eva B. Strayer who's working in Jacksonville, Florida in 1908. Is that the same woman? Or is it another photographer or another two photographers who are also named Eva B. Strayer? I'm not sure. But I am sure in 1913, when we run across a yearbook ad that advertises a studio run by the Mrs., again, M-I-S-S-E-S, the Mrs. Strayer Day and Fowley. This studio is in Martinsburg, West Virginia. It's active from 1913 through 1915. And according to the Martinsburg, West Virginia directories that survive, 
Eva B. Strayer is the Strayer in the firm Strayer, Day, and Fowley. After that, in 1917 and 1918, there's an Eva B. Strayer running something called the Crow's Studio in Norfolk, Virginia. And I think both of those things, the one in West Virginia and the one in Norfolk, Virginia, are the same Eva B. Strayer that we're tracking, because in both cases, the Eva B. Strayer who is associated with those firms is either visited by or visits her mother and father, Mr. and Mrs. W.H. Strayer. And as I said, that was going to become important to know that those were her parents, because this gives us the clue that it is likely that Eva B. Strayer, the one that we know was in Huntington, Indiana later on, well, we know that she is earlier likely to have been at least in West Virginia and Virginia. But that also means that she's kind of popping up all over the place during the 20-year period between 1900 and when we know she's in South Bend, Indiana in 1920. That's really unusual. I would not have expected someone to be bopping all over the place, popping up for a year or two at a time, running a studio, and then going back and working for someone else, and then running her own studio again, and then going back and working for someone else again. You don't really usually find quite such variation, but that seems to be the case with Eva B. Strayer. Now, there's another reason that I'm really certain that the Martinsburg, West Virginia one is the right Eva B. Strayer. I mean, that's the Eva B. Strayer who is the partner in the firm Strayer, Day, and Folly. Thanks to message boards on AnswerTo.com, I actually tracked down someone whose grandmother was apparently a friend of Eva B. Strayer's there in Huntington. And the person on AnswerTo.com, Jim, happened to have two photographs of her. One of them was taken in Huntington, but the other one was taken in West Virginia at that studio, Strayer, Day, and Fowley. And we'll remember how Eva B. Strayer loved dogs. Well, the other photo is a 1914 photo of a woman and her dog. And the writing on the back says that it's Sir Francis Michael and his ma. His ma being none other than Miss Eva B. Strayer. Now, I still can't really explain how she winds up traveling all over the East Coast, so so far afield from Indiana, um, or even how she winds up back in South Bend in 1920 when she pops up in the directories. But I do at least know why she winds up in Huntington. You see, in 1922, there was a photography studio for sale in Huntington, Indiana. It was called the Roach Studio. Eva buys out the owner of the Roach Studio and turns it into the Eva B. Strayer Studio. But the curious thing is that the owner of the Roach Studio, the person who sold it to Eva B. Strayer, well, that was actually a woman named Iva Roach. Yes, you see, before Eva B. Strayer was a very successful woman artisan photographer there in Huntington, Indiana, there's actually another woman who was also a successful artisan photographer in Huntington, Indiana, one Miss Iva Roach. Iva Roach has a quite compelling story all her own as well. So in the next episode, we're going to travel back a little further in time in Huntington and pick up Iva Roach's story. I should also note that along the way, I've mentioned in passing the names of a few other photographers who either worked with or otherwise intersected Eva B. Strayer's story. I don't have a lot of information about most of them, but I think I'm going to make a little extra episode to just touch on their stories just a little bit. Watch for more information about that episode coming up on my Facebook page and also over on the website. 
Now in the episode notes for today, I'll include a couple of those ads I mentioned, as well as the two photos of Eva B. Strayer that were discovered on Ancestry.com, including the one with her dog. And also I'll try to include a copy of that nativity scene. I took a picture of it at the library with my cell phone. I really want to thank Sarah, Julie, and Amber from the Huntington Public Library for all of their help in tracking down the information and also locating that picture and the beautiful fine art print of it. I'd also like to thank Richard from the Huntington County Historical Museum. And of course, the folks on Ancestry.com, including Jim and also Glenda. Oh, and I'll also include a photo of Huntington's Jefferson Street today, taken from the vantage point of Nick's Kitchen something that is still in operation in the same place, serving the same kinds of food, including that breaded pork tenderloin. The location is still diagonally across from Eva's old studio. It was quite fun to eat in a place where Eva and Nettie could have eaten once upon a time. As always, the episode notes and all the photos and everything are available on my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Also, follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Go to my website at p3photographers.net for information and suggestions on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for stopping by. Until next time, I'm Lee, and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols.